a lot of energy in life is spent on trying to get things. If we think about how many things we do which are motivated by this agenda to get something which we feel like we don't have. I mean, just allow yourself to reflect on your life right now. How many choices are you making in your relationship, in life, in work, that are motivated by this feeling of, I don't have enough, I need more. And the mind makes it really convincing. It's like, it keeps perpetuating this idea that so long as we keep going and keep moving, eventually we'll get it. And eventually we'll have it. But just allow yourself to actually reflect on the reality of the situation right now. I mean, has it ever actually worked? Has wanting something truly ever given us anything? Or has it just made us feel like we don't have the very thing we want? Because if you think about wanting, when we want something, we imply we don't have it. So as long as we're wanting something, we're going to feel as though we don't have it. This is a funny one because logically you might be like, oh yeah, well, no, if I want something, then, you know, eventually I'll have it. Then I won't want it anymore. I think that's an idea that the mind has. But the reality of the situation is more about how we feel. So we feel like we don't have enough, so we want something. And then we maybe we get it. Maybe we get it in our life. But then what happens is quite sneaky. Is then that wanting, that energy of wanting, just transfers into something else in our life. Oh, now I have that. Okay, I feel a bit satisfied, but I don't feel as I thought I would. I still am lacking that feeling of completion and peace. So maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe there's something else to get that I don't have yet. So we just continue this race of wanting and wanting and wanting and we get it and then we want something else and then we get it and we want something else. But when does it end? Well, funnily enough, it can end right now. By that I mean in this exact moment. Because wanting right now as you're listening to this, all that wanting is in the past. It's just a memory now. What happens is we expect that to continue in the future. So we unwittingly hold it in mind. But what we can do is we can just let go of wanting anything. Now, to be really clear, this doesn't mean that we don't get anything or we don't receive something or life doesn't change. In fact, the nature of life is change. The nature of life is spontaneous, this spontaneous, creative life energy which flows through all of us. And what happens, in my experience, when we let go of wanting, is we allow that energy to flow. And it becomes more unison with us. It becomes more obvious to us. That actually, life is with us, not against us. 
that life is always giving to us and there are always opportunities every single moment, every single day, there are all these opportunities. But we don't see them so long as we are wanting something. Because when we want something, we feel like we lack something. We feel a bit like life is against us. But as we let go of that feeling of lack, we start to feel more full, more whole. And we start to see that life is actually all the time presenting us with opportunities. And sometimes just gives us exactly what we want in spontaneous, miraculous, unexpected ways. Other times it might present us opportunities to get what we want or to have what we want, to live the life that we want. And other times, life provides us unexpected opportunities to let go of what we think we want and in doing so actually receive what we really want inside, which is that sense of peace, connection, and that feeling of I am home. I think that a lot of the things we do is motivated by wanting to feel like we are home. It's the only way that I can put it at the moment is that feeling, that felt sense. Ah, I am finally home. But as long as we're motivated by a lack, by wanting, we'll never feel that. We'll always never come (laughs) so what's really cool is we can just recognize that and start exploring other possibilities maybe there's a different way to live our lives in which we aren't motivated by lack but are actually empowered by fulfillment in other words we feel full we feel full of life full of energy We feel like we don't need anything inside. And instead of wanting to get from life, we start more being energized by wanting to give to life. And then that's when we learn that the more we give and the more we feel like we have to give, the more we receive, both in ways that we expect and in ways that we don't expect. Because every time we give, There's this amazing fulfillment that we feel within ourselves. But every time we feel like we're not getting something which we want, we feel disappointed, disheartened in ourselves, in life, in God, in our friends, in our relationships, in our jobs. And the funny thing is that it's really just a matter of perception. It's really just a choice around what we focus on and what we hold inside ourselves because the same thing to two people will be very differently will be felt very differently will be seen very differently you know as an example for example um recently been growing my email list for extremely loving relationships and i sent out an email and i saw that Okay, it was sent out to 50 or 80 people. Let's say, okay, this one was sent out to about 80 people. And on the stats, I saw that 14 people clicked. And a maybe three people op- opened, sorry, three people clicked the link, 14 people opened the email. So in the past, I would have been disappointed at that. 
like oh only 14 people opened it only three people clicked but the funny thing is it's just a matter of perception equally could just say wow 14 real people actually opened something i sent them and three of those people actually clicked on something and so the feeling is completely different it's one of gratitude and thankfulness and the only thing that shifted was just my perception of it that's it so we can really we really have this incredible power to choose how we see things and choose how we approach life in this way do we see it as a curse or do we see it as a gift because when we see things as a gift we're more energized and we're more likely to naturally just be like wow that's amazing how and then from that flows this incredible creativity this life force you know in the example of emails that undoubtedly will come in and just find these creative ways to connect with people and in doing so and connecting with people in that creative way find creative ways to let's say in my example sell products or uh, grow the email list which otherwise if I saw it as a failure wouldn't be available to me because that energy would be one of depletion rather than one of upliftment so you know no matter what happens in in your life it doesn't have to deplete there is a hidden gift in absolutely everything it's a hidden gift in everything that life presents and one of the greatest gifts that life gives us is the opportunity to surrender the opportunity to let go of our expectations about how things should be and embrace life how it is see through appearances and in our relationships this presents itself really really beautifully when we are open and willing to see it to see that gift that our relationship has for us because in our lives we have so many relationships I'm not just talking about intimate i'm talking about every every relationship has these incredible hidden gifts to us but we don't see them when we're not open and willing to see them when we're angry and bitter when we have all these expectations about how someone should be how we should be how the relationship should be what they should be doing what we should be doing what they shouldn't be doing what we shouldn't be doing what should be happening and what shouldn't be happening all these expectations they like cloud the gift of that relationship to us and instead of growing from it we just end up spiraling in the same reactions in the same feelings the same anger the same resentment for months for years for days so something cool something helpful to see the gift in the relationship is to just ask what's the gift in this relationship right now and you'd be surprised at what comes up the thing is that these things come up spontaneously it's not like something you have to even think about you can think about it if you want but what's more even more powerful than thinking about trying to figure out what the gift is is to just open up to that question and whatever it brings up inside 
It might bring up negative feelings. It might bring up fear. Fear of seeing the gift. Fear of letting go. It might bring up resentment. But as those resentments and as those negative feelings come up, those are the things that stop us from seeing the gift. And often that's actually the gift. So we get really angry. We get really angry in the relationship. It brings up so much fear, so much anger. And we say, How, what is possibly the gift of this situation? And we're totally blind and we don't see that the gift is exactly what we're feeling in that moment. That's the gift. To be able to feel that, to be able to have something trigger that within us so that we become more aware of it. And when we're more aware of it, now we can let it go. We can let go trying to change it. We can set it free. But we don't see that. We don't see that so long as we're expecting something to go a certain way. You know, in relationships, one of the big things that we get to practice is compassion. A lot of the times people aren't how we think they should be. First of all, who are we to say how someone should be? That is a judgment or an opinion which we have just made up. Just pulled it out of nowhere. We just said this should be, this person should be like that. And yet that person is the way that they are. And not how we say they should be. And what we're not seeing when we say something like someone should be a different way to how they are. We're not seeing everything that has led up to them being that way. We're not seeing their experiences in this life alone. We're not seeing everything that they've experienced. We're not seeing all the beliefs that were programmed as they grew up. We're not really feeling what they're feeling. We're not feeling their hurt. We're not feeling their anger. We're not feeling the fear that they hold within themselves. Because if we were seeing and feeling everything that they were seeing and everything that they were feeling, we would never say something as absurd as this person should be different. Because any should, every time we have this opinion about how someone should be, that is evidence of our own ignorance. Evidence that we're not seeing them for who they are. We're just seeing them for who we expect them to be. And that makes it feel like we're separate from them. Makes it feel like we know better. Makes it feel like we're superior or maybe we're inferior. But we're neither of those things because we're actually the same. That person is the exact same awareness that you are. I mean, right now, regardless of what thoughts come up and stories come up and whatever opinions and whatever you think of anything that's being heard, regardless of any of that, we can recognize that there's an awareness, aware of what is being said. And regardless of anyone's opinions, regardless of what they think, what they feel, how they see the world, their beliefs, and how they differ from what you believe or what we believe, 
That differs, the externals differ, the opinions differ, but that awareness is the same awareness. But we, it's so common to us that we just don't recognize that. We don't recognize that awareness is speaking to awareness, that it's all the same thing, it's all the same. That might make sense, it might not make sense. Either way, the point is that so often we're focusing on all the differences, the opinions, the expectations, the appearances, and we're not looking for that commonality that we share with everyone, the mere fact that we all exist, that we're here right now together. We don't see that, and when we don't see that, we feel separate, we feel lonely. But when we do see that, it's incredibly unifying and connecting to feel that I am, that we are all here together. That there is only this one togetherness, and that's all there is. There's nothing else, nothing separate to each other, to one another. There's just this one togetherness. I mean, right now, to get away from any or move past any thinking about this or any concepts or any stories that might appear about this just allow yourself to notice right now isn't everything just one togetherness isn't there just this one awareness present right now and instead of going into memories and imagination and thoughts and stories about that, allow yourself to simply experience what's actually here. Just allow yourself to notice what is your actual experience of what's here right now. Thoughts will say something, feelings will feel something, but beyond all of that, what's your actual experience? of what's here right now and deeper than that who is the one that is experiencing anything right now can you actually find someone who is thinking like actually look have a look and check through your direct experience right now can you find someone that is thinking can you simply find person, that so-called person that is thinking, that so-called person that is separate from everything else, can you find that separate entity right now? If you don't look in memory, if you don't look in imagination, if you don't say anything about it and you just check your direct experience of what is right now, can you actually find any separate entity or is there just awareness pure simple awareness and just notice that whatever this brings up inside doubt fear confusion any stories any opinions, any judgments. Just allow yourself to notice that 
there is an awareness of that. Whatever is arising, notice that that's not what you are. Is that what you are? Or are you that which is aware of it? So allow yourself to simply notice, just for now, just for fun, that an awareness is present. Allow yourself to forget about all the everything else. Just for now, and just intimately notice that awareness is present. And allow yourself to enjoy that. What does it feel like? What sense? Notice the calm of just being awareness. And just see how awareness doesn't want anything, does it? It doesn't do anything. It just is. So this awareness that just is Notice how that's what you are. And notice how it's in the background all the time. No matter what thoughts are there, no matter what feelings are there, no matter how things seem, just we can always bring our attention to this simple fact that awareness is present. This undeniable felt sense, this undeniable awareness that is always here. Just that we don't really pay attention to it because it's so common, it's so normal. But the really wonderful discovery is that awareness is free already. You are free already. You know, all the problems and all the worries that we have in relationships, in life, in all areas. Notice that these problems are just made up. They're just thoughts. They're stories that we believe. They're feelings. They're stories and these stories come with feelings and things seem to be a certain way. And we believe it. We take it really seriously. And then we have all these problems and all these worries. And yet notice that at the same time that awareness is present and free of any of it. I mean, is awareness, just check. So actually check right now through your own experience. Is awareness influenced by anything? Does awareness ever change? Or is it just always awareness? And don't get too caught up in the words. I mean, these words, they're meaningless. They're meaningless without without something to give it meaning, an experience that infuses these words with meaning. So instead of getting too caught up in the words, allow yourself to just notice what they're pointing to, to the experience, to the felt sense that is here right now. It might seem new and foreign, but as you explore this deeper, it becomes more and more familiar. 
I mean, it's always familiar because it's what, what we are. But in giving time to this exploration, in allowing yourself to be drawn into being more interested in awareness, in the very essence of this life, incredible discoveries are made. And what you'll find is the more you notice that you are not what's appearing, you are not the feelings, you are not the thoughts, you are not the patterns that appear, but rather you are that awareness in which it all appears. The more free you feel inside and the less anything bothers or upsets or agitates that freedom. So in life and in relationships, we can always use that as an opportunity to become more aware. If a feeling arises, we can just notice that this feeling is arising. And what's helpful is to actually just ask, am I this feeling or am I that which is aware? And just with this point, you know, sometimes what the mind will do is the mind will turn this into some sort of intellectual exercise. Just ignore that and go directly to the experience. Because the intellectual exercise is in the intellect, it's in the mind, it's in concepts, it's in ideas. But are you an idea? Are you a concept? Are you the intellect or are you that which is aware? So just allow yourself to explore awareness as awareness. Explore it in this exact moment right now. And it will be the most fruitful thing that you can do is to explore this awareness. And just remember who you are. That's it. Or what you are or what you are not. And it's helpful to reflect that just because we think, just because something seems a certain way, doesn't mean it is that way. It just means it seems that way. And often what happens is there are stories and they are charged or energized by feelings. And that seems to give the story substance because there's a feeling there. So what's helpful is to on the one hand, allow that story to be there. Welcome it. Let it be here. But just be conscious that it's a story. Allow yourself to notice. It's just a story. And at the same time, allow yourself to notice all the feelings that energize the stories, like that I'm not good enough. Okay, that's a story. And it might be energized by shame. It might be energized by guilt. It might be energized by fear. But that's all it is. <laughs> It's just a story energized by feeling. And what we can do is we can just notice that story, notice the feeling, and allow for both to be here within awareness. And the magic of that is that as we truly welcome the feelings which energize these stories, the guilt, the shame, as it's actually welcomed in this moment right now, 
it dissolves. And of course, the best way to do this is to actually experience it. So let's just explore this together, this particular point, because I think it plays a part in all our lives. So right now, allow yourself to welcome any sense that you're not enough as you are. And just welcome anything that brings up any memories, any thoughts, any seeming proof, any evidence that the mind brings up. Just welcome all that. Could you just welcome all of that? And could you also welcome any wanting to do anything about that? Change it, push it away, hold on to it, justify it. Could you welcome any wanting to do anything with or about it? Just as best you can. And could you also welcome any sense of that is who I am? Could you welcome any sense that it's personal, that it's about you, that any of these stories or feelings have anything to do with you? Could you just let it feel like that? If it feels that way, not asking to deny it, to just instead let it feel that way. Could you simply let it feel as it does? as personal, as important as it does. And right now, could you just notice that awareness is present and already free of all of that? Notice that awareness is allowing of all of it and at the same time free of all of it. And just allow yourself to notice that awareness is what you are. Notice that feelings change, thoughts change, but that awareness, or what you really are, remains the same. And just for now, could you just let go of wanting to do anything about anything that came up. Could you just set it free? Could you let go of wanting to do anything about it? And just notice how it fades. And sometimes these things can bring up fear and other feelings. And the mind says it's not working because 
there's fear and there's these negative feelings that are coming up. But that is the process working. Just notice that you, what you are, first of all, are you those feelings? Because the only reason we want to change those feelings is because we think that's what we are. We say, I am angry. We say, I am afraid. But are you that? And secondly, just allow yourself to notice that anything that is felt is coming up. It's coming up from within you. If it's coming up, it's always been there. It's just that it was bottled up. It wasn't conscious. It wasn't obvious. So what happens sometimes, fear comes up. And we see that as a problem, as a worry. As a sign that we are going in the wrong direction. But actually, if a fear comes up, that's a sign that you are going in the right direction. It's coming up. Whatever's coming up. Just know, allow yourself to see it as a gift. That whatever feeling is coming up is coming up to be released. It's coming up to be seen through, to be let go. And so at any time, when a feeling comes up, you're always free to simply let it go. To let it pass. To let go of trying to struggle against it, control it, change it, figure out why it's there. You're always free to simply let all of that go and just welcome what's coming up. And as you do this, you'll notice that the feeling just passes and dissolves. And circling back to relationships, just the next few episodes will be themed around that, I think. Maybe, or maybe not, but probably. In relationships, if, if everything is used as an opportunity for this, for this, for this deepening of awareness, of, for this seeing through appearances, for letting go of all the things that cloud the peace of just being awareness, then relationships are a joy. Relationships are incredibly helpful. On the other hand, if relationships, if there's an attempt to control them, to make them go a certain way, to control someone in the relationship, to the degree to which we try to control someone in the relationship, to that degree we will struggle. But to the degree we are open and willing to deepen in awareness and surrender whatever comes up to that degree we will enjoy the relationship and have fun with it and make the most of it 
you know, as an example, just to tie this all up. So many relationships have so much friction in them that people just don't recognize. For example, one partner tells the other partner something. And maybe that partner, let's say Bob tells Mary something. And Bob is well-meaning. He's caring. He wants to, he's saying it out of a good place. But let's say Mary is carrying a lot of insecurity within her. And she takes that as, as an attack, as a threat. And she attacks Bob. And by attack, I don't mean physically. I mean emotionally. I mean projects that insecurity onto Bob. And by the way, I just chose Bob and Mary. It can't be Mary and Bob is the one that's insecure. It doesn't matter. Either way, what happens often in relationships is there's so much projection of insecurities, of fears, of worries onto the partner. And this generates so much friction and blocks so much fun because relationships can be so much fun when there's that freedom, when there's that frictionless welcoming. But friction is generated from resistance and there's a lot of resistance in relationship. Just as a practical example, let's say someone says, do this, please. Please wash the dishes. And they're like, no, don't tell me to wash the dishes. And then if there isn't an awareness in the relationship, this will escalate into a fight. Or please do this. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Why don't you want to do that? Because I, how, why are you trying to make me do this? I'm not trying to make you do this. Yes, you are. And so it turns into a fight. Because friction generates conflict, generates heat in the relationship. And friction is, is whenever two belief systems or two people are bumping up against each other. And the way to melt it, it's very simple, it's just to let go. If there if one person in the relationship, if even if even if just one person is completely open and willing, then there's nothing to rub up against. Because the person will say, Wash the dishes, and they'll say, okay. But the thing is that usually when there is that openness and willingness, it's very hard to be angry at that person. It's very hard to project onto that person. It's still possible. Don't get me wrong, it's still possible, but it's a lot harder. And the way to become open and willing is to simply one way is to just see everything as an opportunity to deepen in awareness and deepen in surrender. And this doesn't mean to be walked over or it doesn't mean to stay in the relationship no matter what. If what if there's someone who's open and willing, if you are open and willing in your relationship, and you find that being in that relationship, there's a lot of disrespect, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of fear that's projected onto you. And that even in the compassion still that persists and that the person in the other on the other end of the relationship is not taking responsibility for their own 
feelings for their own awareness if you find that then you're free to leave and the cool thing is that when you really own that sense of security within yourself by the way there's an episode the truly free relationships i think two episodes before this that speaks about that that sense of inner security and getting owning that source of security within yourself rather than trying to get it from your relationship very relevant very powerful stuff to apply to relationships as as that freedom is felt within as we let go of wanting something from the relationship as we let go of wanting to get safety and instead just be that which we are because awareness innately is undeniably safe (laughs) it's just this beautiful presence that's always here sweet generous giving presence that we are it's always safe but more on that on that episode as we own that safety within us we're no longer as afraid there's no longer fear to leave the relationship because why would we want to be in that relationship if it doesn't support everyone in it so there's this huge misconception that letting go you're like just you know if someone's angry at you and yelling at you then you're completely passive but you're letting go is not passive it's not passivity letting go is an a ref in reference to an emotional state it's saying being open and willing to embrace whatever is arising that's what letting go is to me it's just that openness and willingness to embrace whatever is arising as compassionately and lovingly as possible and sometimes that leads to leaving relationships that are not supportive of everyone in it other times Other times it leads to the blossoming of a relationship that may have seemed like it was crumbling or falling apart. Maybe the relationship seemed to be not working out, but then through the surrender and through letting go and through owning feelings and through letting, being open and willing, maybe a transformation occurs of the relationship and everyone grows together. So the thing is, it's super context dependent. Whether the best thing to do is stay in the relationship, leave the relationship, it's very context dependent. But the power is in letting go of the fear, letting go of the resistances we carry, letting go of all the expectations, and just being that loving awareness Regardless of whether we stay in a relationship, leave a relationship, whether we're in a relationship, not in a relationship, regardless of anything, as we just let go of all that stuff, it doesn't really matter as much anymore because our freedom no longer depends on it. It doesn't feel like it depends on it because right now it probably to some degree feels like the freedom depends on something 
whether it's a relationship, whether it's money, whether it's the body, whether it's food, whether it's whatever. So long as freedom seems to or feels like it's dependent on something, then that's not true freedom. That's limited freedom. True freedom, unlimited freedom, is just knowing that you are awareness. You are not that which is arising, which is appearing. You are not the appearance, but rather you are that awareness which allows for it. Anyway, so this has been a fun little podcast episode that has been fun to make. Hopefully it's been fun to listen to. And if you enjoyed this, then you may enjoy the Extremely Loving Relationships package. So just to share a little bit about that for anyone interested, that is a book called Practical Guide to Extremely Loving Relationships. And in this book, it's really cool because just reading it illuminates or makes obvious what leads to extremely loving relationships and what doesn't. And if you'd like a definition for extremely loving relationships, I mean by that relationships that are warm, supportive of everyone in it, enjoyable and free of friction, free of fights, free of conflicts, free of arguments, free of negativity. And instead, they are this petri dish of awesome or of love, warmth, an opportunity to release all the bottled up stuff we have inside us. Another way to say it is it's more like a therapeutic relationship. So the book, Extremely Loving Relationships, sort of like just reading it, will start transforming the relationship into one that is therapeutic. And if it turns out that the other, just to be clear, if it turns out that the person in the partner in the relationship being together isn't aligned with that therapeutic healing energy of love, then, well, maybe the relationship will end. So I just want to make it clear that it doesn't guarantee that every single relationship will go the way expected. Some may, some may go far beyond what is expected, but some may end. Some may take their natural course. But that is up to life. That's up to you. That's up to your partner. That's a conversation you can have together. But what this book does do is it just paves the way to love, to openness, to harmony. And if there's a relationship and there isn't that pathway in it to love, harmony, growth together, then I just want to directly ask you the question, is that really a relationship you'd like to be in? If it is, that's okay. But what's helpful is to ask why. What's the motivation there? Is it a sense of safety? Because maybe that's familiar. So this can also be a point of inquiry and exploration to become more aware, to let go.
And that's something that's really fun and that's something that's up to you. And beyond the book, there's also some courses that are offered in the book. One helps in letting go. So in going through the course, they'll become more clear how to let go of a feeling. And the other course is called Loving Conversations. And that one is with my partner, Dan. And in that course, we're just together talking about what makes for an extremely loving relationship in our own experience and what has been super important. And I cover some of those things here, but I really, really enjoyed making that episode together with Dan. I thought it was really cool and it gives a very unique perspective as well. And I'll be sure to make it, to make most more of those in the future. And lastly, the Extremely Loving Relationship Package has, which I think is absolutely awesome, is the monthly support. Because I wanted to give it as much support. I really want it to be a support package for Extremely Loving Relationships, not just a book, but a really transformative experience for you. So there's also a support monthly calls with Dan and myself. And that's in a group environment. So everyone who reads it, everyone who buys that, gets access, has access to that and is able to ha- come on to monthly Zoom calls with Dan and I, ask questions, connect, talk about relationships, talk about everything you want, explore relationships, explore what's holding, what you feel like is holding you back from experiencing loving relationships, from living life as you'd like to live it. And that is awesome. I really look forward to meeting you in that. So if you're if you're listening to this this far, I highly encourage that because then we get to speak to each other each month and you're going to love Dan. She is awesome. So that is, there's a link to that, by the way. It's been a very poor sales pitch, but there is a link to that in the description. And you can get that if you want. That costs $27 at the moment pretty like I genuinely think and believe and according to my research this is one of the cheapest ways to transform your relationship in a very gentle compassionate um, and empowering way so would highly recommend that if that's something that you'd like to see in your life thank you very much for listening feel free to share this with anyone you feel could benefit or would benefit if it helped you it may very well help someone else and stay tuned for the next episode bye bye for now